And welcome back to another edition of WeatherWise here from the from the uh, weather studios here at 47 ABC WMDT. I'm Chief Meteorologist Rich Bordzik here this week with meteorologist Ulysses Garcia. Ulysses, welcome back. All right. Yeah, thanks, Rich. I'm happy to be here. You know, looking forward to having another uh, another moment to talk about some weather wisdom. That's for sure. Yes. And we need uh, a lot of it here going into the summer. Um, is we have so many things that happen here across Delmarva, the competing weather issues. We have our own problems, obviously, with thunderstorms. The past couple of weeks, talked with uh, meteorologist Sloan Haynes about lightning safety and the issues that we deal with with that. Now that we're transitioning out of our typical spring severe weather season into your typical summertime thunderstorms where lightning becomes one of the dominant problems or concerns. And then, of course, the tropics, that's something else we need to watch, um, of course, each and every uh, single, each and every day here, every week across the area for uh, development in the uh, Atlantic, but in also the Gulf too, which is what we're starting to see. Uh, actually this week, let's get started with that, I guess. Um, what is this Wednesday here? So in the past couple of days, we saw the beginning of the work week, uh, the development of an area that the National Hurricane Center is watching out of the Gulf of Mexico. It's right near the coast. So uh, at the moment, it's not looking like something that would uh, develop over the course of several days into a strong hurricane. You just never know though with the direction of these storms. but. Um, it's something that they're watching as uh, kind of an area of thunderstorms coming off the southeast, hanging around the Gulf of Mexico for a little bit and now developing into a weak area of low pressure. And that's a lot of the times how you get to, uh, you know, uh, tropical development. No, yeah. And also just to, you know, to go on top of that, that's actually uh, this low pressure is actually what's left over from the frontal system, the weather that we had this past weekend. So uh, we had a frontal system that impacted our area throughout the weekend. So that's why our weekend wasn't was not sunny at all. We had a good amount of clouds, but that same low pressure has been slowly drifting closer and closer towards the Gulf of Mexico, what was left of that frontal system. So uh, like Rich said, though, we're at that time of the year where one of these things can just, you know, these frontal systems, these low pressures, we just got to keep an eye on them because they can actually develop into a tropical storm or hurricane uh, rather quickly. Regardless, though, parts of the southeast are just going to be dealing with a good amount of rain right. um, here. Well, you know, last week I talked with Sloan about how you were talking about just wait to watch these areas of thunderstorms or frontal systems that kind of slow down and hang out near water areas like the Atlantic or the Gulf and can become things. Colin last week was something we saw very quickly develop off the coast of the Carolinas, tropical mm -hmm. storm Colin. And thankfully, that storm went directly out to sea. We didn't hear about it anymore. Didn't create any problems across the coast. Is a lot of the highest action with the highest winds, heaviest rain. It was on the east side of the eyewall, so that stayed off the coast. And but it's a good indication of what you just brought up about how we have to watch closely because these things kind of just develop and we're starting to see that again in the Gulf. And I, the next name on the list, it's uh, Danielle. Danielle, that's Danielle. right. So, so yeah, which is. It's also interesting because I know the last two years we've been a little bit higher up on that list. I know last year at this time we were through Elsa, and I think the year before we were already through Faye. So we were in the E and F uh, storms um, over the last two years. So the fact that we're just now trying to get our way to D is kind of a, you know, hopefully we'll see a, a more of a quieter season compared to the last two years. You're right, and this this is worth noting too because the season started off so quickly for us. Um, you know, once we got to our A storm, it was just right when the season kicked off and things have slowed down here recently. So, but there's a lot of ebb and flow throughout the uh, hurricane season. And one thing that we have to note here on Delmarva particularly is that we really look to the later part of the summer for some of the most um, active times for us. So we still have a long way to go here. We're only talking mid-July at this point. And we really, uh, you look to August and September as the waters 
uh, on the Atlantic, on our side, start to warm up later in the season can support those type of storms, or at least stronger storms, uh, if they are, were to develop and track in our direction. So that's, um, you know, something we keep our fingers crossed at this point. Maybe this is a trend. The slowing trend can continue for the rest of the season. That'd be great for everybody. But um, probably an interesting thing that I think a lot of people, um, even in the weather world, we kind of stray away from sometimes. Is I think the focus a lot of the times with these tropical systems is how destructive the winds are, how high the winds will be, you know, what what number on the Saffir-Simpson scale is this hurricane. Um, when a lot of the times it doesn't even have to be a hurricane, it could just be a tropical depression or a tropical storm that makes landfall, tracks up through the southeast and brings areas like this incredible amounts of rain, mm-hmm. spin-up tornadoes, the type of severe weather associated with the tropical systems that aren't necessarily categorized by the high winds that you typically hear about with hurricanes. So. That's another factor that we look at uh, later in the season um, as these tropical systems develop. So we'll keep an eye on what's going on in the Gulf. Of course, this is Wednesday here, and the next time we talk, we'll have another week under our belt here. So we'll probably be able to give a roundup on what happened with that system when we talk again next week. But Ulysses talking about closer to home here this past weekend. You know, we had so many weekends in a row where the beach weather was fantastic, and I feel like we were probably going to have to pay for it at one point, and we did, I would say. For the weekend you want to talk about a recap of what we went through no yeah i think we paid for it but a good news though i think the fact that the severe weather was not a focus that was that's very good really the, the the good news because i know last week i know you and i even helped you a little bit we had a tornado warning so and i want to say it was um i want to have a feeling it's probably one of our first tornado warnings we've had this year so uh compared to a couple other years it's the fact that our tornado warnings kind of arrived a little later this year than compared to some other years that I've been here. So it's kind of interesting. But regardless, though, um, this weekend, not severe weather, but it was just cloudy. That same frontal system that's trying to produce that low uh, closer to the Gulf, though, it passed through our area. Uh, Saturday, we dealt with rain, but it was just mostly a light rain event. I know uh, the models did forecast rain, but a lot of the models were also trending for some heavier batches of rain and we really did not get too many of the heavier batches of rain we only had very uh isolated areas where we saw rainfall amounts over an inch of rain um they were kind of just scattered around parts of northern delmarva but it was just a really small uh thin area most areas overall saw about uh about a third of an inch of rain um at all when it comes to rainfall from saturday into sunday and then even sunday we were thinking that weather was going to improve, um, you know, a little more quicker, quickly across the area, and it didn't. Really, the, the frontal system stalled out a bit more than it wanted to. The clouds lingered a lot more throughout the day. Accomac County continued to deal with rain um, throughout most of the day. It really wasn't until sunset on Sunday when we finally saw the weather finally begin to clear across the area. And we actually had a beautiful sunset, just uh, pink clouds, pink sky uh, taking place on Sunday night. And it was really... A, by the time I left here Sunday night is really when I saw the moon, um, you know, for the first time all weekend. So, um, so really waited all weekend long to really for the weather to improve. But going into Monday, we finally saw the sunshine come through the area. The good news though is that the temperatures were were really comfortable. I mean, sat- Sunday Saturday highs were only in the 70s, which is unseasonably cool for this time of the year. But you know that it's, sometimes it's welcoming news. When you have temperatures in the 90s, we do need occasional days oh, um, like great. that. Yeah, being um, able to turn off the AC, that's, uh, yeah. I, I got a chance to do that over the weekend. I was excited about that. You know, yeah. open the windows up a little bit, get some fresh air in. It's nice to get that break from the heat and humidity. Um, and what Ulysses was uh, bringing up a good point when you were talking about Accomack County, especially on Sunday, they continued to see the rain as that cold front stalled out as it worked across Delmarva. 
perfect example of sometimes how the weather can be so drastically different over such a short period uh, or such a, such a short distance, I should say. Delmarva, northern part of the peninsula, Sunday the weather was fantastic. You know, clouds stuck around, but I think the sun was starting to come out north of uh, um, Harrington into the Dover area. And yeah. then you had Accomack County, which continued to see the rain that just didn't want to let up. And I think at one point, 24-hour totals from Saturday evening to Sunday evening surpassed two inches in several spots um, near uh, uh, down there in the Accomack area. And, you know, in areas like Salisbury, Ocean City, well, the rain stopped, but it was tough to get the clouds to break up like you talked about. So we didn't get much of a yeah. didn't get much of a beach weekend. Again, kind of paying for that. But you had mentioned that uh, one thing, Ulysses, brought up a good point. The models were, were showing that we were going to be getting a lot of very heavy rain the prospect there for flash flooding even. And it, it actually occurred, but just on the other side of the bay. Yeah. Uh, the central right. Maryland, the D.C. area, Baltimore area, um, very, very heavy rain, several inches of rain. There are flash flood warnings out um, for a good period of time, at least to get into the beginning of the weekend. Um, so there was that heavy rain component with this forecast. It's just not on our side of the bay. This time it was on the western side of the bay. So it was only a matter of uh, just a very short distance where the weather was drastically worse. And uh, unfortunately for them, having, having to deal with that, fortunate for us, even though we had rain in the forecast, it didn't pan out to be a flooding scenario. So there's good news with that. But of course, it's uh, something we watch this time of the year. These frontal boundaries come in and kind of stall out. You get these storms that develop along them. And they continue to move through. Um, and so you know, going into the week here, a much quieter start. But again, uh, we were looking at uh, the chance of showers and storms returning with the heat and humidity here through the middle and late part of the week. So that was basically going to be our focus here across Delmarva here for this week. But you brought up Ulysses that uh, we had probably our first tornado warning of the season, right? Yeah, I think well, the, one of the first. Yeah, yeah, one of the first tornado warnings we had it back on, on Tuesday, I think. For you know, our, our and what he's speaking to is our direct viewing area here at 47 ABC WMDT. A tornado warning that encompassed parts of Somerset County and Worcester County. Yeah. Um, and that was for um, a couple rotating thunderstorms that were coming across Delmarva. The threat for severe weather that day was interesting. It was marginal. It wasn't very high. Yeah. Um, but uh, we had these upper level, this upper level feature that was coming through. It's called an MCV, a mesoscale convective vortex. And this is a big term, but Basically, what it means was it was a leftover area of low pressure, a leftover area of spin in the atmosphere from previous thunderstorms that were ongoing hundreds of miles away from us. But that, as that thunderstorm complex decayed, left that left, uh, created that leftover spin in the atmosphere, and that area of spin essentially moved right over top of Delmarva. So when we had our thunderstorms develop that day, that extra spin in the atmosphere allowed these storms to kind of rotate a little bit, and that's what prompted the tornado warning. That was out for areas. It was just outside of Princess Anne. Uh, you and me, uh, we, we were both tracking that on air, actually, for a little bit. Damn. And thankfully, didn't get any reports of any damage. That storm did go through some pretty rural areas, but the Snow Hill region, it was close to Snow Hill, close to Girdle Tree. We were tracking it very closely in the radars. That storm, again, showed signs of rotation, but didn't really quite get to the point where it put down a tornado. Yeah. Um, and there's very small scale features too, because that was the only storm out of a group of several that prompted a tornado warning that evening. And I believe the only other one, at least since I've started here, when I've started uh, back at the beginning of May, the only other tornado warning that uh, we covered on Delmarva would have been in Kent County, yeah. briefly, uh, that was out there for, I think it was a warning that was only uh, out for about 15 minutes or so. So I think you brought up a good point, kind of a quiet um, time 
although we've had our fair share of severe weather on yeah. the peninsula, but we it's don't. been in the form of damaging winds and large hail. Yeah, I think the fact that this year for severe weather has been quite different. It's been more of a, a hail and wind scenario compared to uh, tornadoes. I know last year it was more uh, tornadoes. I know like we're, uh, it was just a one-year anniversary just a few weeks ago where we had a tornado touch over parts of Harrington and Milford. I was here for that um, last year. So, yeah, so the fact that this every severe weather season is different. Uh, but, you know, obviously, like you mentioned before, that the fact that, you know, we still have ways to go when it comes to severe weather, but also tropical weather. So we still have the potential for tornadoes to spin up um, for the next couple of months. Right. And we're going to keep an eye on that closely here in the Weather Center. That's what we do this time of the year is really keep an eye on the tropics and how these systems could impact us, not necessarily from a landfall, but from the fact that uh, a decaying system coming through the area could create a severe weather for us. And very similar to that MCV feature I talked about that creates the spin in the atmosphere, that's what a decaying tropical system does when it moves through. Yeah. It may not bring the high winds that it would have when it was a hurricane coming off, of the co coming off the ocean, but what it does is it provides that extra spin in the atmosphere so when thunderstorms develop in its vicinity, those thunderstorms then are promoted to the to the point where they could create small tornadoes and that yeah. that's certainly um, a factor that we look at very closely with tropical systems later in the summer and into early fall so that's something uh, keeping a close eye on but i want to go back to something that you're doing i wanted to give everybody at home a chance to listen to uh, or find out a little more about what you're doing with this we talk about these different weather features that are happening and sometimes they're very unique and it, you know, require a little bit of an explanation. You're doing something with that with an updated look at your weather tidbits, something that you have online here at WMDT.com, and you produce them for our uh, newscast as well. You want to talk a little bit about that? So, yeah, so I've been doing, you know, weather tidbits. We, we brought up new episodes again. Uh, this week I've been talking about, um, you know, I talked about snow. I actually talked about snow. So this week I was talking about snow on Tuesday, yesterday, and then tomorrow I'm going to be talking about air masses. I'm going to start talking about air masses and explaining um, you know, air masses that are going to be, how they, um, you know, what they do, how they affect, especially here in the North American continent. But um, the reason I talk about snow in July is because a lot of people do not know this, is that on January 1st, obviously it's our new year when we celebrate the new calendar. But when it comes to snow, the new year for snow actually begins on July 1st. And that's because of the fact yes. that it's, e it's A, because the fact that snow cover is at its lowest point throughout the summer months. So it's actually in August, but they like to start it in July. But, uh, but it's also, the second reason is also because the meteorologists, um, it's easier for meteorologists to look at snow data, um, you know, from that point of view, from July to June, because the fact that you'll have all the winter months all together. Um, even though they're divided by a calendar year, they're all together within the, the winter season. So right, that makes a lot. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, so like you know, so I explained that and the fact that you know, like um, you know, it's just a I. That's a, just a really interesting fact. So when you ever look at the almanac on the National Weather Service, when it says snowfall and it says since July first, that's the official start of the snow year. So. Um, and you'll see that all the way till June 30th of next year. So. And probably another question at home, a lot of people, especially if you're listening from an area like here in Delmarva, where we, we stopped using the S word there, what, coming out of March maybe. And, um, you know, sometimes we get some wet snowflakes or grapple or some sort of ice-related um, feature into April. But we really don't think about snow once we get into spring. There are parts of the country that still have snowpack yeah. and still experience snow well into spring. I know um, one instance uh, back from my college days, uh, we had a, a storm chase every spring 
that uh, when the semester was over, everybody went out in May. And sometimes this happened in the middle of May to give you an idea where the calendar we were. And uh, one year, the, the storm chase took us uh, well into the upper Midwest. And um, I remember one group from our school went to chase some storms in the Wyoming area. And they kind of went inland a little more on that uh, one specific severe weather day. And there was still snowpack on the ground. And this yeah. is the middle of May. So um, yeah. it, it's, it's interesting to note that there still is observable snow almost to the end of this, this uh, seasonal calendar that they've developed for uh, keeping track of snow too. So, but you bring up a really good point, Ulysses. It's really the idea is to get all those winter months together since they span two calendar years. You want them all within the same uh, seasonal calendar, if you will, tracking that snowfall for uh, statistical purposes, which the National Weather Service likes to keep a very tight, uh, tight look on. And that's a very helpful keeping an eye on that from season to season to oh, yeah. see where we are with averages. No, yeah, absolutely. And then the, the fact that you also got to keep in mind is that, um, you know, just in a few weeks from now, as we make our way towards the end of August or even early September, we're already going to start hearing the first words. Yeah, first snow of the season. So that's why the snow year begins on July 1st is because, especially over in the Rockies or even the Northern Plains, we'll already start hearing the first uh, the first rumbles of those words. First snowfall of the season, first winter weather advisory, winter storm warning already. So um, just, in, I mean, the fact that we're already past the summer solstice, we're, um, I'm kind of going to drift a little bit off the snow, but not too far off. But um, across the country, um, in here in Salisbury, we're already at our maximum when it comes to our maximum, our warmest um, high temperature and our warmest low temperature for the entire year. So our warmest high temperature right now is um, our average is 88 degrees and our average low 69. Um, as we make our way towards the end of this month, we're already going to start seeing our numbers drop. So that's reflecting the times that, you know, we're already going to start making our way towards autumn uh, eventually, uh, not to be a Debbie Downer. But that kind <laughs> of explains the fact that that's also kind of helps verify the fact why the snow season uh, begins on July 1st and it ends on June 30th is because the fact that the the maximum the seasonal lag that we have when it comes to winter and summer takes place after the actual solstices um, when it comes to January for coldest and July for hottest. So you're basically saying it's all downhill from here, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. I know a lot of people who are not summer lovers; they're fall lovers, right? Yeah. And I know that is a favorite season for many people across the year. We've talked about that before. That's uh, something I think a lot of people look forward to. And really, you know, if you don't have AC or you don't have great air conditioning or you don't like paying for the bill, which I'm in there with all of you for that, oh, yeah. you know, you get into some of these cooler days and especially these days with lower humidity. I think uh, everybody starts to enjoy that at least a little bit. So heading toward fall, at least thoughts of cooler weather. Not necessarily a bad thing, of course, for lake and beach weather. You want it to at least be warm enough to enjoy it out there. And I am certain that we're going to have many, many days of uh, very uh, outdoorsy weather here coming uh, between now and the start of fall across the area. And probably to the point where we're going to have to be talking about more heat and humidity. I know we're going through that this week. And really, that is a stretch of um, weather that we can experience well into September, even after the beginning of uh, fall we can experience those stretches of heat and humidity into October. So, yeah, yeah. you know, long way to go, but uh, yeah, you're looking at the seasonal averages, what uh, Ulysses is saying that we are starting, we've hit our peak and we are starting that slow trend downward toward the fall season. But uh, I think that's it for us this week. Uh, we got a lot to keep an eye on. 
So uh, you definitely want to join us again next Wednesday. We'll have another edition here of WeatherWise, and we'll have an update on anything from the tropics, what we are looking at in the Gulf of Mexico, of course, a weather roundup for uh, Delmarva and any type of severe weather that we've experienced. And looking ahead, too, we'll have uh, obviously a lot to talk about since the weather is always changing, and we're going to definitely be in an active time period, as we expect, in the middle part of July. So that's it for us this week. Myself, meteorologist Ulysses Garcia. We'll see you again, talk to you again next Wednesday for another edition of WeatherWise here from 47ABC WMDT.